Well, hey, this is Rob, and that's Micaiah, and you are listening to season two of You Forgot One. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Happy 2022. Here is to hoping and wishing for an end to global pandemics this year and all of your wildest and happiest dreams to come true. Micaiah, before we share our lists for season number two, what do you have for us as we celebrate the new year? Excited to be here. Um, excited to think that there are people who are wanting this to continue and listening to us regularly. You know, this this could have very easily been one episode long and, and we could have, you know, jumped ship right away. But here we are, you know, and I guess the first place to start would be some quick updates. If people maybe weren't tuning into our bonus episodes, we have some uh, some updates to our list, actually. Yeah. So before we share our season two list of 50 apiece, maybe we should begin here. If you haven't had the chance yet, go back and listen to our bonus episode on the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's Nevermind that we did with our guest Jillian Gar. And at the culmination of that episode, Micaiah and I did something interesting and made the decision that we needed to go ahead and include what we originally going to talk about just as a bonus episode, we decided we needed to include Nirvana's Nevermind into our list. And so we start the season off having already included a new album in our list, Nirvana's Nevermind, the album that just recently turned 30 years old. Uh, We are adding it to our top 100. And I'm glad we did it that way because you and I aren't big Nirvana fans. And we're not big Nevermind fans, so I don't know how long it would have actually taken for us to get to talking about it on the podcast, but wanting to celebrate the 30th anniversary and get that out there kind of put the album in a fresh perspective or, or something. Because, I mean, we, we we thought, you know, there's a chance we can get to this and be like, well, no, not, not for our list. Sure, undeniable. Um, and that's mostly on my side of things. I don't love grunge or Nirvana, but I, w- I was pretty won over um, in preparing for that episode, so... Yeah, we're doing 24 albums this season because our 20, we, you know, never mind is kind of our free center square bingo piece for, for this season. And maybe um, justice for some, controversial for others, uh, we have made an unprecedented album swap during our bonus episodes. Yes. Um, and, and in fairness, I think that we did kind of, we kind of showed our hand a little bit during the first season when we talked about Radiohead. Uh, When we talked about Radiohead's OK Computer, both of us had OK Computer selected, and we talked about OK Computer as being a great album, and and we're both wholeheartedly of the mindset that OK Computer is a phenomenal album. And any Radiohead fan, I think, would probably tell you that it's either OK Computer or Kid A for the best Radiohead album. At the end of the episode, instead of being firmly on the side of, OK, computer, we got the choice right, we were struggling in a way that we didn't struggle in any other episode that we had in season one. And so we invited our friend to come back and pitch us on Kid A over OK, computer. And at the end of that episode, that bonus episode, 
we decided the best way to go was to make the switch. And if you're not happy with the switch we made, um, we will tell you uh, exactly what we said in that episode. And if we ever are going to release a shirt, it'll be released. It'll be the first shirt we release uh, as a podcast. Blame it on the coin. And if you don't know, if you don't know what that means, go back and listen to the episode. Um, and it's a good one anyway, because Brad Effort is friend of the pod and a great guest. And of course it's Radiohead. So who wouldn't want to listen to, you know, you know, three, you know, average white guys talk about Radiohead for like an hour. Doesn't everybody like that? That's what people like, right? Well, Magaya, I don't want to interrupt our flow when we get into our lists. So let's go ahead and take a break now and let our listeners hear from our sponsor, we want to thank Anchor for continuing to sponsor us now in our second season. Uh, we, we appreciate the money. Um, it's a big help to us. We are so grateful because we believe in the product. We use Anchor uh, to produce and release all of the episodes of You Forgot One. So we're going to let you hear more about Anchor in just a moment. But since we are back in a new season, it's time once again to celebrate our independent record store of the week. So we're going to let you hear season two's very first independent record store of the week. And then we'll be back with our season two lists. Hey, this is Rob, and I'm excited to tell you all about our independent record store of the week. This week, we are highlighting Lakeland, Florida's own Jesse Carl Vinyl. Jesse Carl Vinyl has albums, CDs, cassettes, and much more. They're open Tuesday to Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturdays, they are open at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 304 North Kentucky Avenue, Suite 1150 in Lakeland, Florida, right downtown. You can shop online at jessiecarlvinyl.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-C-A-R-L-Vinyl.com. Micaiah, why don't you do the honors? Your 50 albums that you are nominating for season two of You Forgot One. All righty. Um, half this list are repeats, right? You know, um, with two that I switched, and uh, I'll say when those happen, but uh, chronologically, I am once again nominating uh, King of the Delta Blues Singers. The Robert Johnson compilation from 1961. Uh, this time around, I am putting up uh, Live at the Apollo by James Brown. And I am again showing up for the Ronettes with presenting the fabulous Ronettes featuring Veronica. I have John Coltrane's A Love Supreme. Of course, I have Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. I have uh the Velvet Underground's debut album, of course. I have, uh, new to this round, uh, Songs of Leonard Cohen 
from 1967. Um, actually, these are all going to be new to finish out the 60s because I also have Are You Experienced by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You by Aretha Franklin. And Arthur by the Kinks. So that those are my 10 for the 60s for this one, and I feel really good about that 10. Um, I like it. Uh, I chose 15 from the 70s, um, starting with Blue by Joni Mitchell, which we actually talked about in our 1971 episode, uh, the bonus episode that people can go back and listen to if they haven't done uh, if they, if they haven't done that yet. Um, in fact, these next few are Electric Warrior by T-Rex, the fourth Led Zeppelin album, and Tapestry by Carole King, all from 1971 which is why that year got its own episode. Two from 1972, I have uh, I'm Still in Love with You by Al Green and the Superfly soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield. I have switched my Neil Young pick. I did after the gold rush. And this time around, I'm saying, I just, I want to choose the Neil Young album that I want to choose. And I'm just kind of going against the grain a little bit. And I'm going with the, on the beach from 1974. So I've switched my Neil Young pick and I feel really good about it. Um, from 1975, of course I have horses by Patty Smith and new to this list, uh, born to run by Bruce Springsteen, the first Ramones album, 1976, um, station to station is still my David Bowie pick. Uh, the Elvis Presley sun sessions, that compilation also from 76, Marquee Moon by Television, and Big Stars Third. Oh, and one more from uh, 1979, actually, uh, Fear of Music by Talking Heads. All right. Um, five from the 80s this time around. I feel like maybe we were really 80s heavy last time, I, um, but this time, Hounds of Love, once again, by Kate Bush. Uh, Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. And three new ones to my list, uh, Daydream Nation by Sonic Youth, The Stone Roses, self-titled record, and Doolittle by Pixies. Uh, next are five from the 90s. Uh, once again, Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy uh, from the year I was born. The album I said on a previous episode that I regretted most not getting onto my, my first list from season one, Illmatic by Nas. And uh, two new ones from 1998, XO by Elliot Smith. Instead of either or, at me if you'd like. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on that one. And then uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams. And then once again, uh, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, also from 1998. Into the 2000s, we have Stankonia instead of Equimini by Outcast. I understand, you know, why people might be angry, but I'm going for it. Uh, Stankoni all the way. Uh, Vespertine by Bjork from 2001. Arcade Fire, her 2004 album Funeral. And that one's tough for me because I'm still thinking maybe I did the wrong thing. I'm thinking maybe I should do the suburbs instead. But on this day that we're recording, I'm going with Funeral. I'll probably wake up tomorrow and wish I had done the suburbs. We will see. And then once again, I'm nominating uh, two important records from my senior year of high school for Emma Forever Ago by Bon Iver and the self-titled Flea Foxes album. 
Um, and then I've got a lot from like the last 11 years, starting with The Age of Odds by Sufjan Stevens. Um, sticking to my guns on that one. Trouble Will Find Me by The National. To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit by Courtney Barnett. Blonde by Frank Ocean. And I believe this one's new to my list. Uh, Two Hands by Big Thief. But of course, next month in February, who knows? Maybe their new album will blow my mind, um, which most of the songs that have come out already have. So maybe I'll, I'll have to swap them out for their new album. If you're keeping track chronologically, I have swapped Beyonce's Lemonade for Beyonce's Homecoming, the live album. I, I think I think that might be her best work of art. Uh, the the number one thing is you know who is Beyonce. I think you can point to that and you you get it all. You get the you get the full picture. Um, so Lemonade, best studio album. I still stand by that, but I think Homecoming is something a little extra special in her discography that I think might catapult it to her best record actually if you can only choose one beyonce album to have i think that's the best one to have yeah and and there are and it's not just because like oh well because it basically is a greatest hits uh, because it has like the most beyonce songs to it which sure but there have been a lot of you know we, we've had albums that we've done um head to heads where we're like yeah but it's still not the best choice for our purposes you know but um, so I actually think there are, are, are a number of reasons why it's homecoming apart from it, you know, playing like a greatest hits and having like more songs than a studio album would. I think there are actually a lot of really good reasons why it's number one. Um, now I've got three from this decade, 2020s. Um, number one from that list, which is actually 90s or not 97, uh, what, 47? Uh, St. Cloud by Waxahachie, uh, because I think it's phenomenal, obviously. Uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, uh, which I believe um, now in 2021, still the best album of the decade. We got plenty more years to go, but boy, is that a strong start. Um, And finally, my 50th album that I'm choosing to nominate to talk about on the podcast is Folklore by Taylor Swift. Look, I, I, I love this list. There's, there's nothing there's nothing on this list that I roll my eyes at. Um, we there you know we have a we have a whole lot of overlap here. Um, really, about half the albums on this are going to be overlap for us, which which is good. But even the albums you have that I disagree with, there's nothing you named that is not a great album. Thank you. Yeah, this um, this was a lot of fun to do because I basically with this one just chose um. You know, the other half of the albums that I picked out uh, that I couldn't squeeze into my first 50. You know, these were all, it's not even like they're second best. It's just like you can't fit them all onto one dumb list of 50 albums, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel also like really strongly about all 50. You know, there's there's not one where I'm like, Pixies is the one that's like, this one feels like a little bit more obligatory than the other ones. Um, so I, I'm not, you know, as in love with that one as I am other albums on that list, but I really stand by it. I think it's very important and really great. Um, but yeah, my, my, and my method was just to, it was similar to, to season one. It was just, you know, like what, 
what would kind of offend me if I'm reading a list? I'm like, how do you not have this one? Or how are you going to choose that artist and choose that album over this one? You know, that was still kind of my mindset going into to season two, uh, which is why everything that I didn't, that didn't get on the pod for season one is back on this list with those couple swaps. And uh, yeah, those other ones. So Rob, you had a very particular methodology going into season one. Yeah. That so- you think may have been shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. Did you take a, a more, did you take a similar approach this time or did you just go completely the opposite direction? Yeah. So when you and I first kind of came up with the idea for this podcast, I really adopted the idea and, and, and it was a fun methodology. You know, we talked about this a year ago and we talked about the idea that my first list was a lot of fun to come up with because I, I took the approach that if my house burned down and my insurance was going to pay for me to buy, you know, I was basically going to be starting my vinyl collection from scratch. What would be the first 50 albums that I bought if I could only buy one album per artist? That was, that was essentially my approach. So there are albums that I would never consider a greatest album of all time, but are incredibly meaningful and important to me. So I would buy something to write home about by the get up kids, but that's not a top 100 all time greatest album. I'd buy Siamese dream by the smashing pumpkins, but that's not an all time top 100 album. So uh, we, we really kind of came into season one with me doing a list of favorite albums and you doing a list of best albums. So coming into season number two, I really threw that methodology out the window and I said, all right, what are the 50 best albums? My opinion of best, what are the 50 best albums that we don't have on the list yet? That was, that was my approach to this list, which is a very different methodology to the list, but it's why also I think um, our lists are in many ways are going to be much, much more similar. And even in the areas where we disagree, I, I think there's going to be very little disagreement over whether or not these are, you know, top 200, 300 albums of all time. So even if you don't agree that this is a, a top 100 album of all time, I think there's very little disagreement that this is a top 300 album of all time. So beginning in chronological order, I have three albums from the 1950s. Beginning with 1952's Moanin' the Blues by Hank Williams, one of only two albums to come out from Hank Williams while he was alive. All of Hank Williams' other albums that have come out came out posthumously. Um, So there were only two albums by Hank Williams released during his lifetime. Uh, Moanin' the Blues, I think, is the best of them. 1955's Frank Sinatra's In the Wee Small Hours. Um, I think this is the classic crooner album. This this is, if you're only going to have one album to kind of define this style of music, I think In the Wee Small Hours by Frank Sinatra is it. And it's also uh, pretty much the first LP. It really you know, is. The, the kind of the first, you can say concept album, but it's not really a concept album. It's like the first you know, thing that was just like, hey, this isn't a collection of songs that are, you know, this is, this is a intentional, you know, set of songs, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a very historic album, if nothing yeah. else. I only have 
one kind of very traditional jazz album. Uh, and it's not John Coltrane. 1959, Time Out by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. I have 11 albums from the 1960s, beginning with 1960s At Last by Etta James. The Best of Sam Cooke, the 1962 collection. The 1963 Sounds of Brazil's Samba and Bossa Nova, the classic album Gets Gilberto. 1966 Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Uh, and I know that Mikai is going to be excited about that. This is true. 1967, I have Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? Uh, 1967, Aretha Franklin's I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You. The next handful of albums I have are nowhere on your list. 1968, Dusty in Memphis by Dusty Springfield. Uh, Another album from 1968, Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. 1968's Otis Redding's Dock of the Bay. In 1969's Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed. In my final album from the 60s, In the Good Old Days, Which Weren't That Good by Dolly Parton. This is a very interesting Dolly Parton pick um, because there's a very obvious one, Coat of Many Colors from 1971. So yeah, very surprised about that Dolly Parton pick. Truthfully, I, I struggled with doing that many albums from 1971 because I'm yeah. also going to have a handful of albums from 1971. So I also have 11 albums from 19 from the 1970s, uh, beginning with The Grateful Dead's American Beauty from 1970. And I have three albums from 1971, Blue by Joni Mitchell, Led Zeppelin's Four, and Carol King's Tapestry. 1972... I have Curtis Mayfield's Superfly soundtrack, also from 1972, Pink Moon by Nick Drake. 1974, Radio City by Big Star. 1975's Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. 1976, Ramones by the Ramones. Two albums from 1977, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors and Billy Joel's The Stranger. Can I just say that... uh... Billy Joel is, um, he's never going to be one I pick. It, it, we, we might have to have a Counting Crows scenario with that one. Cause, um, you just don't, you just don't get, you don't get a piano, piano rockers that are for everybody. Do you? Who's the other strike against me with piano men? Adam Duritz. Are, are you also going to tell me? Does that- anyone think of him as a piano man and not a white guy with dreads man? Are you also going to tell me that you don't like Elton John? No, I like Elton John. Okay. It it would take me a while, but Honky Chateau or Madman Across the Water would be two that I would consider to be top 100. Honky Chateau is a great album. I have six albums from the 1980s, beginning with 1980s Remain in Light by the Talking Heads, 1983's Synchronicity by the Police, 1986, Graceland by Paul Simon. 1987, of course, Joshua Tree by U2. 1988's It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back by Public Enemy. And 1989's Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. I want to say here that um, 
the only reason I don't have a Paul Simon or Simon and Garfunkel album on my list this season is I'm torn between choosing a Paul Simon solo record or a Simon and Garfunkel record. Cause that's part of where we are with choosing one album per artist, right? We can't cheat and have like Graceland and bridge over troubled water. So I'm still, tw- I, I still don't know where I land. Cause I'm with, I mean, Paul Simon, one of the all time greats should have been on my list one um, even, but I just, I can't figure out which way I want to choose to nominate him. So we'll, we'll get there someday for everyone. Um, waiting for the Paul Simon episode. We will get there someday. I have eight albums from the 1990s, beginning with a greatest hits compilation. In 1991, Star Time, the James Brown collection, came out on CD. And at the same time, they released 20 all-time greatest hits, which is basically the single disc version of the Star Time greatest hits. Um, So it's 20 all-time greatest hits by James Brown. If you're looking for it, it is the white cover with James Brown in a giant star that says 20 all-time greatest hits. But that 1991 greatest hits collection from James Brown starts off my list from the 90s. 1993, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. 1994, Jeff Buckley's Grace. 1996, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. 1997, Tom Waits' Mule Variations. 1998, Lucinda Williams' Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Also from 1998, Lauryn Hill's The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And my final album from the 90s, my pick for the best Fiona album, the Fiona Apple album, When the Pond Hits. Yeah, and maybe this is, uh, you know, in, in 1999, that album would have meant nothing to me. I was nine. Um, you know, so if I, were, if I were 10 years older, you know, maybe that would have been the one, you know, that I would, you know, feel the most connected to and the one that I'd be, you know, probably champing at the bit to, to put on my list. But as someone who likes to revisit, I, well, Fiona Apple, I will, I'll do the whole discography. When I want to listen to Fiona Apple one day, I'm, I'm listening to Fiona Apple that day. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I, I revisit her discography every so often. She's never released a bad album. Not one. Not one. Um, not, not even close to one. I mean, like, this is an exceptional artist. Um, so it's no surprise that by season two, we already are both landed on that and i probably would I, I probably would have put her on our first season also but it seemed too soon right right at the end of 2020 to put on an album from 2020 yeah you know so it, it felt a little too soon like let's 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 at least wait a year to see how this thing holds up um and you know therefore that's my album you know uh, so this is an episode i'm very much looking forward to yeah me too 2000s the 2000 aughts i have five albums from the first decade of the 2000s uh beginning with 2000s figure eight by elliot smith my choice for best elliot smith album is figure eight uh 
2000's Stankonia by Outcast. 2002's Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots by The Flaming Lips. 2004's Funeral by Arcade Fire. And 2005's Late Registration by Kanye West. I've been wondering how long it was going to take for him to show up on one of our lists, and, and here he is. And then I have six I have six albums from the last 10 years in my list. Uh, beginning with 2013's The National Trouble Will Find Me, 2013's Vampire Weekend, Modern Vampires of the City, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit by Courtney Barnett, Blonde by Frank Ocean, and Folklore by Taylor Swift which means Swifties, we are choosing folklore above 1989. We are choosing folklore above reputation in Lover. We are choosing folklore over Red. We believe folklore is not only the best Taylor Swift album, but we believe it is one of the best 100 albums of all times. So I'm hoping that we uh, don't have the Swift army against us. By the time sure that, I'm, this episode, I'm sure that we will. Um, they are an enthusiastic bunch. Uh, by the time we release that episode, they will have found us and they will have something to say about it. Um, especially coming off of you know Red Taylor's version, mm-hmm. you know, which is um, you know also great. Um, you know, but folklore is it, it's the best thing she's done. I mean, like. It, it, it's I was I revisited folklore and evermore recently. I was just like, it's not. There's not there's not a close second to this era in Taylor Swift's career for me. Um, but then again, we're also people who also put the national uh, for this list, and Aaron Desner, of course, produced those Taylor Swift records. So we are very biased when it comes to which Taylor fades is the best because we kind of came in already being a fan of hers and his. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, folklore that that's going to be a fun one to talk about. And I'm not sure there's something else. Um, I, I'm glad that it looks like we have five albums, um, from since 2013. Yeah, we're talking about on this season. So we are, we're, we're really, you know, saying, you know, hey. You know, because, uh, you know, you hate talking to like people, like, yeah, they don't they don't make good music anymore. And I think, you know, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast is any of these people, but it's a very tired thing when people say they don't make albums like they used to. You know, back in my day, this was music. This is when people made albums. You know, it's just like, well, there are so many great albums coming out that are better than these like canonical ones, right? I'm, I'm okay. If we never get a Who album on the list so that we can make room for the National, okay with that. More than okay with that. Me too. You know, so I, I like where our list is going now because, you know, at first, you know, season one, Bob Dylan, the Beatles. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, of course, these guys are, no, no one's going to fight, you know, fight us on on, on things like that. Um, but, you know, saying things like, you know, these, these, these albums from the past few years, like, a top 100 
But you know, this is where I think our show is going to become a little bit more interesting because now we actually have to like really put up a fight for some of these albums, especially our Elliot Smith picks. Um, it is pretty uh, unanimous that either or is the album, um, but I I, th- I think you agree. Even though we have two different albums, would agree that either or is not all that Elliot Smith had to offer, and therefore maybe there's another you know. A better album. Yeah, I know. In fairness, when we talk about Elliot Smith, EXO, either or, and Figure Eight are are pretty closely grouped for me. So I wouldn't fault anyone who chooses one of those three albums. If you're someone who's like the best Elliot Smith album is Roman Candle, I'd be like, get out of here. But you know, if you choose any any of those three, the either or EXO or or Figure Eight, I you know, I, I think I think those are all fair arguments. I believe you and I both have either or at number two, and then my number one is your number three, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see where that goes. Um, that yeah, who, who, yeah. Who knows what that episode's going to look like? But for those who are following along, if I'm doing this correctly, it looks like we have 24 episodes that we're going to be doing this season. We have 24 episodes to look forward to in season two of the podcast. Um, going in chronological order, uh, James Brown live at the Apollo versus 20 all time greatest hits, mm-hmm. uh, pet sounds by the beach boys. Are you experienced by the Jimi Hendrix experience? I never loved a man the way I love you by Aretha Franklin blue by Joni Mitchell Four by Led Zeppelin tapestry by Carol King Superfly by Curtis Mayfield radio city verse third for big star. Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, The Ramones by The Ramones, Fear of Music versus Remain in Light by Talking Heads. This is going to be a good episode. I like that's going to be a great episode. And the reality is, it just gives us an excuse to talk about the Talking Heads. And Talking Heads is one of those bands that choosing just one album of theirs is really hard. Yeah. And, And I won't be surprised if trying to pick a Talking Heads album is not unlike the difficulty we had trying to pick the best Radiohead album. That I agree. It wouldn't surprise me if we end up at Fear of Music and then go to Remain in Light or vice versa. Or say, well, stop making sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows? And, and I'll say why stop making sense. Why we decided not to do that is because you know, the original LP is just one LP and it does not have all of the music that's in the movie. And that didn't get released until late nineties mm-hmm. on a CD. So when we're trying to think of the best albums and the best LPs, you know, that one, you know, the original stop making sense against these two studio albums uh, can't compete. But if no. we were talking that 1997 CD release, the with, the, the, with the, the deluxe songs. edition CD, yeah. yeah. Um, but and maybe we'll come around to to settling like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, very excited for that head to head. Another head to head. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Versus Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy. Uh, Elliot Smith XO versus Figure Eight. 
uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, When the Pond Hits versus Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, Stankonia by Outcast, Arcade Fire's Funeral, Blonde by Frank Ocean, Trouble Will Find Me by The National, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit by Courtney Barnett, and Folklore by Taylor Swift. Uh, this is a good list. This is a good season ahead of us. Um, I can already tell people are um, going to be mad about Stankonia. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uncool to pick Stankonia because it's the one that kind of broke them like in the mainstream. Yeah, and I um, understand, I understand the the person who argues for Equimini. Me too. I I, I get that. I think that Stankonia is the is the perfect blend of really great kind of dirty Atlanta sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you you get all of the um, rapping gymnastics that they're both capable of that you hear on Equimini. You still get some of that on Stankonia, but you include in that a pop sensibility that really changed the landscape of hip hop for the next 20 years. Yeah. One of the things I'm really excited by in our first season, we did not have a single album by a female artist. And of the 24 episodes we have coming up, nine of them are solo female artists. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't intentionally leave women off. We just didn't, you know, we didn't have that many in, in common. I mean, I'm, st- I'm still pushing for, for Patty Smith and Kate Bush, man. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still pushing. We'll see. We'll see. Oh boy. Oh, it hurts me. I'm trying so hard. This is, this is, these are the episodes that people can look forward to. Yes. Well, and we will have, uh, we'll, we will post right a picture right on our social media uh, at you forgot one pod on Twitter at you forgot one on Instagram, right? So y'all can, you know, look at the albums and you know get excited for what's ahead. Um, already got a few people ready to go and to talk to us. Uh, we're excited for those. To say the very least, we are excited for what is coming in 2022 season two of the podcast and we are ready. So if there is an album that you heard us mention here and you know, someone who would be a perfect guest, or maybe you'd like to be a guest, uh, reach out to us at uh, any of our social media accounts, or of course, feel free to check out youforgotone.com. And uh, if there's anyone you can think of that you'd like to see be a guest, uh, let us know on Twitter or Instagram. And Lord willing, we will be back in two weeks with our first album episode of season two. Yeah, And if you really want Taylor Swift on the podcast, you at her on, on her social media, wouldn't that be something? I feel like she wouldn't come on and talk about her own album. Uh, but, 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 hey, know. but if you think Taylor wants to come on and talk about Carol King's tapestry, she already did that. Uh, we, we don't need her to like redo the rock and roll hall of fame speech. 
Uh, but then again, if she's willing to talk to us, I will listen to her say anything. I'd really love to hear Taylor Swift come and talk about the talking heads. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, that would be interesting. You know what? Let's do We should do a bonus episode called what would we want Taylor Swift to talk to us about? <laughs> and um, everything we come up with will be the wrong answer. Uh, we will have uh, one of the greatest superstars in the history of music. And we'll be like, uh, wh- what does she think about Elliot Smith? Yeah. No, I'm thinking, uh, you know, save it for next season. You know, or or do a bonus episode. You know, we we threatened to do a bonus episode about metal in the in the last off season, and we didn't. So maybe we need to invite Taylor Swift on to talk about Pantera's Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, you know they uh, they just demolished the house where Dimebag was uh, killed. I don't know. Anyway, that building's down. R.I.P. I don't know. Um, <laughs> to to our one metalhead listener. Yeah, but you know what, man. Uh, first, I mean Zeppelin. That's you know that's um that's metal adjacent. And for season three, I'm prepared to nominate Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Um, no, I'm not. It's, I think it's a great record. I think it's Iron it, Man. It, again, if 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 we're making a if we're making a if we're making a 500 list, if this is the RS 500 and we we're doing it only one album per artist, eventually we'd get to we'd get to Paranoid by Black Sabbath. But, but for a top hundred, the song Iron Man, the song War Pigs, the song Paranoid, these mm-hmm. are, and that's already like almost half the album. It's a pretty short album. Yeah, three it's only like seven, seven or eight songs. Yeah, three like stone cold classics. You have Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. who's like one of the these great rock figures. You have Tony Iommi, yeah. one of the greatest, most innovative guitarists of all time. I I don't disagree with any of that. I have I have the vinyl album in my collection at home. Yeah. Uh, it's just. It, it, there's so many other albums I would I would do before it. You just got to give those you know working class boys from Birmingham a shot. I think that's really what it is. It's the Birmingham thing. You know, look the the Arsenal fan in me can't just can't stomach it. Classic Rob. You know. Classic Rob. You know, there's like, a guy in that band named Geezer Butler. How are we not talking about this on the podcast? In the band ZZ Top, there's only one guy named Beard, and he's the guy with a mustache. Music is fun. That's right. So, uh, Micaiah, I'm excited for season two. I know you're excited for season two. We've got a lot. We got a lot coming up, and uh, yeah. And I, I just, I just remembered how long it's going to take us to do this. <laughs> I just remember how long season one lasted. That got us from January through like april or may where do we mm-hmm. where do our, sem- our, our semester so uh, you know it's a horrible as it is to say you know we we might need the pandemic to continue a little bit longer just so we can get guests again yeah that yeah we need people yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> this is audio that you can't take back this is recorded so we have Lots of new guests. We have we have new guests to look forward to in season two. We'll of course yeah. have a few returning friends of the pod. You're going to hear a few episodes where it's just Micaiah and I, but nothing else. Uh, we're going to have a really great time, and we thank you for taking the journey with us. Here's to a happy new year, a happy season two of the pod, and we will see you back in two weeks. Ah.
mind. 